The House and Senate are about to go into recess for the holidays after they vote tomorrow on a massive year-end spending bill. Whether they come back into session will be determined by presidential action yet to come, which we'll discuss in a moment. Last week in the House, they came back into session on Wednesday and took up and passed a bill under suspension of the rules. On Thursday, the House took up and passed another bill under suspension of the rules. On Friday, the House took up and passed two more bills under suspension, including a two-day continuing resolution that would keep the government funded through this evening to allow negotiators 48 more hours to find an agreement over a year-end Lollapalooza of a spending bill. Less than an hour ago, the House voted to pass a one-day continuing resolution. I'm assuming they voted to pass it. I haven't seen the tally yet, but I know it was hitting the floor less than an hour ago. The idea is to keep the government funded until midnight tomorrow night. That will give the House and Senate tomorrow to pass the combination omnibus slash coronavirus relief bill we'll talk about in a moment. Last week in the Senate, the Senate came back to work on Monday and voted to invoke cloture on the nomination of Thomas L. Kirsch II to be a U.S. Circuit Judge for the Seventh Circuit. On Tuesday, the Senate voted to confirm him to that position. Then the Senate voted to invoke cloture on the nomination of Catherine A. Kritzer to be U.S. District Judge for the Eastern District of Tennessee. On Wednesday, the Senate voted to confirm her to that position. Then the Senate voted to invoke cloture on and then to confirm the nomination of Joseph Dawson III to be U.S. District Judge for the District of South Carolina. Then the Senate voted to invoke cloture on the nomination of Charles Edward Ashley Jr. to be U.S. District Judge for the Eastern District of Tennessee. On Thursday, the Senate voted to confirm Ashley to that position. Then the Senate voted to invoke cloture on and then to confirm the nomination of Zachary N. Summers to be a judge of the U.S. Court of Federal Claims. On Saturday, the Senate voted to invoke cloture on and then to confirm the nomination of Thompson Michael Dietz to be a judge of the U.S. Court of Federal Claims. Then, and this is interesting because there were 12 Republican senators missing, the Senate took up but failed to invoke cloture on two nominations, John Chase Johnson to be Inspector General of the Federal Communications Commission and Eric J. Soskin to be Inspector General of the Department of Transportation. Majority Leader Mitch McConnell changed his vote on both nominations from I to nay so he could later enter a motion to reconsider and bring the nominations back to life. Then the Senate voted to invoke cloture on and then to confirm the nomination of Beth Hartwell to be a member of the Board of Directors of the Tennessee Valley Authority. On Sunday, that is today, the Senate voted to invoke cloture on and then to confirm the nomination of Brian Noland to be a member of the Board of Directors of the Tennessee Valley Authority. The Senate also voted to invoke cloture on the nomination of Fernando L. Anil Rocha to be U.S. District Judge for the Central District of California. The majority leader also filed, a motion, also filed a motion to reconsider the failed cloture votes on the nomination of John Chase Johnson to be Inspector General of the FCC and Eric J. Soskin to be Inspector General of the Department of Transportation. Later this evening, the Senate will take up and pass that one-day continuing resolution that just passed the House to keep the government funded through midnight tomorrow. Then tomorrow, the Senate will pass the combination omnibus-slash-coronavirus relief bill. More on illegal immigrants and the census. On Friday, the Supreme Court overruled a lower court ruling challenging President Trump's order to the Census Bureau to give the Commerce Department two sets of numbers on the census, one count of everyone in the country and a second count that excludes illegal immigrants. The court said the plaintiffs did not have standing to sue yet because the government had not announced which immigrants it would exclude from the count and therefore no one had yet been harmed. 
The language in the ruling makes clear that the justices are leaving the door open for another challenge if and when the government decides to exclude some groups of people. On the NDAA, President Trump has until Wednesday to veto the National Defense Authorization Act. Republican leadership in both houses is urging him not to do so, but they're making contingency plans to override his veto if he chooses to reject their advice and veto the bill. The plan appears to be to call the 116th Congress back into session on the morning of January 3rd, right before the inauguration of the 117th Congress, and have both houses vote through a veto override as their last act before adjourning signe DA before just before noon. On Swalwell and China, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy received an FBI briefing on Eric Swalwell and his relationship with suspected Chinese spy Fang Fang and emerged to say he still believes Swalwell should be removed from the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. To the Electoral College challenge Chris was just talking about, it appears that Alabama Congressman Mo Brooks, who plans to challenge electoral votes during the joint session of Congress on January 6th, may have found himself a Senate partner, incoming freshman Republican Senator-elect Tommy Tuberville, also of Alabama. It's as if Brooks had called central casting, looking for just the right senator to join him in his planned challenge. Had he done so, he would have asked for a senator who owes nothing to Mitch McConnell and everything to Donald Trump. Check. He would have asked for a senator whose constituents would likely support the challenge. That is, he'd want a senator from a ruby red state. Check. Just in case, he'd asked for a senator who had been elected in 2020, so he he would have a six-year lease on the seat before having to face his voters again. Check. Appearing on WABC Radio in New York with his lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, earlier today, President Trump said he had spoken with Senator-elect Tuberville Saturday evening, that is last night, about the potential challenge to Electoral College votes. Last week, while campaigning in Georgia for Senators David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler, Tuberville had raised the possibility that he might support Brooks's challenge. Quote, you see what's coming. You've been reading about it in the House. We're going to have to do it in the Senate, end quote, Tuberville said. Finally, to that spending bill. Last night, Republican Senator Pat Toomey came to agreement with Democrat leader Chuck Schumer over language restricting Federal Reserve lending facilities. And the biggest remaining obstacle to concluding a deal over a roughly $900 billion coronavirus relief package was settled. In addition to the $900 billion coronavirus relief bill, the combination legislation will also include a roughly $1.4 trillion omnibus spending bill to fund the government through the end of September. The massive spending bill will also include other legislation, including tax extenders and a bill designed to bring an end to surprise medical bills. Though the negotiations over the Fed lending facilities drew all the attention over the final 48 hours of negotiations, the crux of the bill remains where it's been for a while now. Quote, a $300 boost in weekly unemployment benefits, $600 relief checks for individuals, more than $300 billion for small business aid, and huge pots of money for schools, hospitals, and vaccine distribution, end quote, as Politico put it. The bill contains neither the liability protections Senate Republicans really want, nor the funding for state and local governments that House Democrats really want. Republican Senator Josh Hawley and Democrat Senator Bernie Sanders pushed hard to double the size of the individual relief checks from $600 per person to 1200 
And President Trump said he wanted that increased even more to $2,000 per person. But he did not indicate he would not sign the bill if he didn't succeed in raising the amount. And that's our Washington report for this week.